Hello, and welcome to the Successful CEO Podcast. I am Carissa Lynn, the founder of the million dollar product company, Crushed Aftercare Incorporated, and a multi six figure business coach to female entrepreneurs all over the globe. Every week, I'm going to be bringing you a new podcast episode with a mix of solo recordings that will help you to scale to your own million dollar and beyond business along with interviewing incredible guest experts who have created mind-blowing results in their business too. Are you ready to become a wildly successful CEO yourself? Let's dive in. Good morning, my successful CEO podcast listeners. Maybe it's nighttime for you though. Maybe it's afternoon. It's morning here. The kids are off to school. It is a sunny February day here in Ontario, Canada. So I have come to deliver on what I promised to share my Dragon's Den experience, but not just that. I thought, no, we're going to go deeper than this. We're going to talk about five lessons I learned from the Dragon's Den audition. Now, I know many of you, you just want to be like the fly in the wall and ask all the questions. What happened? How was it? What is going on there? Um, And really just truly live the experience that I did. So I'll give you a little recap and then we'll dive into the five lessons I learned from applying and auditioning for Dragon's Den. So where do we begin? Just before Christmas, Andrew and I had applied. So the way that it works is... You go online to Dragon's Den and Canada, and then you submit an application, a written form, and then you also submit a video. Now you could submit a video where you just record on your phone and you do your pitch. But when I was applying, I was applying in this frame of mind where it was, I'm going big or I'm going home. I'm not just applying and winging it. I'm going to give it my all. Okay, who would Carissa as like the multimillionaire, who would she be? How would she show up? How would she apply? And it really reminded me of when I was in teacher's college. Um, I had some friends who who had applied and they hand wrote it. Now, mind you, this was like, I don't know, over 20 years ago. Handwritten it, it was messy, um, just really half-assing it. And for me, when I had applied, I went above and beyond. I made it look so good. Again, back then it was a little bit different, but I had typed into it. <laughs> Hard to explain, but basically I, I typed it out, cut cut and pasted by hand. This is not by the computer. And then photocopied. So it looked really, really neat. Again, it was, it was different back then. You couldn't just like type right into an application form. But it really reminded me of back then. And of course, I got into teacher's college. And then some people that I knew, they didn't get in. And so I really, truly believe when you're going after something that's like so significant and it's and it's a dream of yours, you want to go after it in a way that you're giving it your all. So I just want to recap on that. So we had applied. I hired a, a team, okay, so a social media marketing team to help create the pitch and to come and video, okay, to do a whole entire video application. I had actually seen someone who had won Dragons and I had seen their pitch in their video and I thought, this is what I want it to be. I don't want it just to be recording from my phone. I wanna go all out. I wanna make this like the best video ever. I also hired someone who had won Dragons Den before. Um, I reached out to her. I'd actually met her before at a business conference for mompreneurs. And we had a one hour session. I hired her. We had a one hour session. She also helped with the pitch. And then 
Andrew and I, my husband, we spent 12 hours with the marketing production team filming at my house, filming at the production space for my aftercare company. And it was such a fun, fun day. It was so good. And even when we ended that day, I thought, you know what, even if I don't get in, like this was such a huge experience, just having the courage and the bravery to go for the thing that I wanted to go for and to invest in, in other people to support me, you know, experts and professionals and to spend the 12 hours creating this video and just being really proud of the company that I had built and the journey I had to walk to get to where I was in that moment. So even if I didn't get through, it was all still worth it. You know, I was so freaking proud of myself. So then this is the, just before Christmas, I upload the video, my heart's erasing. I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. I'm like, I can't believe I'm applying for Dragon's Den. Like this is massive. This is huge. But when I see my future, when I see what I'm going to create in this lifetime, it is big. It is massive. It is huge. And so this just really aligned with it. And, and I just felt so proud in that moment. So we're just, it's not even Christmas yet. We're thinking we're gonna, we got it here in January because they were saying now phase two was going in person. Okay, in February. <clears throat> so we got to hear in January, right? We literally did not hear anything for the whole entire month of January. And by the last week of January, I thought, well, this is odd. <laughs> I literally had this energy of, of course, we're getting in. Like, there's no way we're not getting in. I knew that our video application was incredible. I knew what I had built was incredible. And so my friend was actually over the day before we found out. And she said, have you heard yet from Dragon's Den? I was like, no, we haven't. It's really weird. <laughs> and literally the next day we got the email. Congratulations. Um, you've made it to phase two. Come to Toronto next week. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need some water. I have a tickle in my throat. To audition in front of the producers. We were on top of the moon. My husband, Andrew, came home from work from the production space, was so excited. I was in the middle of a coaching call. He was just freaking out. I'm freaking out. And it was like the best moment ever. He went and worked out downstairs. I could hear him cheering and <laughs> making all these noises and so excited. So we have a week. We have a week to prepare for this. And let's remember, we have three kids here. So we're, we're trying to prepare. We're trying to fill all these orders for our product company. I'm still coaching and we have to prepare a different pitch. It's not going to be the exact same, only 60 seconds. We had an email that had instructions on how to show up, how to pitch, um, you know, bring the energy, give your valuation. So we had to know our numbers inside and out too. So what we decided was I was going to memorize because I'm better at the speaking and memorization part. I was going to memorize the pitch and deliver it. And then Andrew was going to be the numbers person. Now I also memorized the numbers just in case he forgot or, or slipped up. I was there to also back him up. And so this is really exciting. We left on a Thursday. I booked a hotel for Thursday, Friday night and the auditions. Okay. So this isn't in front of the dragons yet. This is in front of the producers. So we're in phase two was going to be in Toronto on the Saturday. So I decided we're going to make a whole trip of this. We're going to get a baby, like get grandparents to come watch the kids. And so Thursday, they actually had a dragon's den market. So we went to that at the CBC station, downtown Toronto 
And there was all these past Dragon Den's winners. And Dragon's Den, if you're wondering, go look it up. It's it's like Shark Tank in the USA. And um, yeah, we got to meet a lot of the people. We went up to the different tables. They were selling their product. We got to ask them some questions about the process and, and how it was for them. Now, surprisingly, a lot of people, even if they make a deal on TV, they don't always continue the deal. The deal doesn't always follow through. And then, or if they make a deal with a dragon on TV, it can take up to years to do the due, to do the due diligence um, before anything really happens of it. Now for Andrew and I, you know, we've had people ask, do you actually really want a deal? Or you're just wanting to be on TV. And for us, we're like, no, we actually want a deal. And as we were driving to Toronto, we were talking about, I, we were researching the dragons. We we're talking about who would be the best fit for our company. And we're really visualizing working with these people. And so for us, yes, we do want to work with these experts. We know that having the marketing support is really going to blow up our business. And of course, the money, we're going to we'd use that towards marketing, but also the relationships and the connection and, and the expertise of these dragons to help us get there. And so we go to the market. Friday, we spend all day. Well, Thursday night, let's not forget, we go to the keg. We have an incredible dinner. I'm sitting there like saying my lines over and over again. I'm starting to get really nervous. Can I remember this pitch? Um, and then Friday, memorize all day, hung out in the hotel. And Saturday, we go to the audition, show up. It's this big room, has a stage, Dragon's Den uh, screens up there. There's five tables there. And this is where the producers were going to be sitting. Okay, so it's in this open room. I totally picture it being in like a secluded room. No, everyone who was auditioning came and sat in the chairs. We all got a number depending on when you arrived. So Andrew and I arrived early. We're like, we want to get in. We want to get out. We don't want to hang around all day and be nervous. And then we also want to get home to the kids. So we were lucky number 13. I was like, mm, this is a good sign. My daughter loves Taylor Swift. So and uh, Taylor Swift is my favorite too. So I was like, yeah, this is a good sign. And so you're literally pitching beside other people. They didn't have these tables like spread all over this huge area. They had them kind of side by side. Although when we were pitching, I couldn't hear the other people. We were just totally zoned in on speaking directly to our two producers and giving it our all. So you go up to the table. We set up the, there's a little mini table in front of the producers. We set it up with all our product. And then they're literally like, okay, go ahead. Like, take it away. This is your turn. And yeah, I just brought the energy. I was the drama queen I am. I pretty much nailed my pitch. There's a little couple hiccups, but they wouldn't have noticed. Um, and after that, they just start asking questions. They ask, what, how did you start this business? Tell the story, uh, start asking, you know, questions about your revenue, your gross revenue, your, um, how much you've made to date. What do you project? What else did they ask? What is your equity in the company? Um, they did ask a couple tricky questions that kind of stumped us. One was, um, what do you think that this will do for our show? Because really, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's it's the business idea. And, and we know our business idea is incredible. We know that the dragons will love it, but this is TV. So really, this is like what would be best for Dragon's Den. And so when we went in, the only thing I would I would kind of shift would be remembering that this isn't about our business really this is about what's best for TV and for them and so one the for one producer asked what do you, like what is in it for us you know what you guys do with this aftercare is very niche you know people who are watching the show we want them to all run out and go buy your product 
what what are you going to do for us? So that stumped us a little, but we did talk about how big this industry is and how we've only scraped the surface and how if you walk outside, there's literally like 10 up the street of, of permanent makeup artists, tattoo artists and cosmetic nurse injectors. So we're really trying to uh, paint the picture and get them to know that this is a huge industry and what we do is needed. So even though they think, okay, Grandma Jane and Sue, Luhu Susu, <laughs> 10 year old Luhu Susu won't go out and run and buy our aftercare. This is a very big population. This is a massive industry to be a part of. So what else threw us for a loop? Oh, um, the one producer he had, so it was a man and, and a woman and he had, and they were actually quite young. They were probably early thirties. And he had asked, you know, you guys are doing really well. You, you know, have no investors and no debt and, not much invested in the company besides, you know, blood, sweat and tears. He said, but you're, you know, you've had an over $300,000 year last year. Like, what do you need the dragons for? And so again, we just talked about like the marketing, how we just literally just scraped the surface and we know that it's just going to put us over the edge. But those were the couple questions that kind of stumped us. Uh, we were probably in front of them for about 20 minutes. And then after that, we were done. And they say the um, producer, senior producer said, this is a we call you, don't call us situation. So don't email us, don't call us, we'll let you know. So the next round is round three, the finals, which is going to be in May in front of the dragons. So when, I'm going to say when, because we're manifesting this, when we hear from the producers, it's going to be sometime in March. And then you work with the producers in April to perfect your pitch and to get prepared to be on TV with the dragons. Very, very exciting. Um, so the attitude we're having right now is just like, it's ours. There's no other way. I said to my husband, to Andrew last week, as we were both working in the production space, I said, I just don't feel like this is the end of the road. Like, I can't imagine that that was just it. Like, I don't see that. I don't feel that. It just, it feels like this is a big journey. It feels like this is the next massive thing that's going to happen for us. And it just, it does not feel right that it would just be like, that's it. Um, yeah. So it's just a feeling I have that this isn't the end of the road. And I'm going to touch on that a little bit in the five lessons. So let's dive in. If you have any questions though about it anymore, just come over to Instagram. That's where I hang out and ask me whatever things you're dying to know about the whole audition in front of the producers. Okay. So the five lessons I've learned from Dragon's Den. Okay, the first thing is the manifestations that you want to create will happen on your own timeline. Okay, so the reason why I'm saying this is eight freaking years ago, I used to watch Shark Tank and Dragon's Den with Andrew. Okay, Friday night, baby, baby in lap, and we'd be watching it. And I literally have the story written in a book called Manifestation Codes. Okay, it was a, it was a co-created book with other authors in it. Um, go check it out on Amazon. Okay. Manifestation codes. I could actually leave the link for it in the show notes. And so my story's in there where I would watch and be like, oh my gosh, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to invent something. And Andrew doesn't go, well, invent something. Literally like a year, no, that year I ended up creating bombs and soaps and all that, which then turned into this big company, aftercare company. Okay. But I had desire to be on stage and to be there eight years ago. We're now eight years into the future and it is happening. I was in front of the Dragon's Den producers, like insanity. 
But I could have thought back then I want it to happen now. It didn't happen that year. I didn't have a business yet. I wasn't the person I am today. I wouldn't have had the courage or the bravery and I wouldn't be having the actual tangible results to go and apply and be on Dragon's Den. And so it happened on my own timeline, but it did manifest. And I want you to know if there's something that you want to manifest, if you are holding it and you are seeing it and you're believing it to be yours, it is inevitably going to happen at some point. But the problem is that we want to know when, right? We want to know how is it going to happen and when is it going to happen? But all you need to know is what do you want? Why do you want it? And who do you have to be to get it? Okay. Why do you want it? Who do you have to be? And why do you want it? <laughs> what do you, what do you want? Why do you want it? And who do you have to be? Okay. Um, and then letting go and releasing of the how and the when. Okay. So the manifestations that you want, the desires that you want, the lesson that I've learned is it happens in its own timeline, in this divine timeline. And then that being said, it's like, well, why did it take eight years? Because I actually, the Dragon's Den winner who I had reached out to, I had met her about four years ago at this conference. And I had went up to her in person because I was inspired that she used to be a teacher. And then here she is now her own business and she's thriving. And at this point, I was still a teacher. I was on mat leave, I believe but I was growing both my businesses, my product and my coaching. And I even messaged her after the event. And I just said, I love your story. I feel so similar to you, You're, you being a teacher, me being a teacher. When, I don't know if I said if, or when I apply for Dragon's Den, I will definitely reach out to you for some support. <laughs> that was four years ago. And I did, I ended up, I did, it happened, right? And so, What's the difference now, though? You know, like these these manifestations, these desires, these uh, dreams, these visions, it was happening along the way. I was watching Dragon's Den just before Christmas, probably in like November, one Friday night. And it just clicked to me. Why am I not on the show as I'm watching these people? And in that moment, I said, this gets to be me. Why am I not deciding to go after it? So I picked up my phone. I Googled Dragon's Den application. I saw there's auditions happening right now. And I was like, oh my gosh, need to do this. And so I moved, I took action. But what I decided is that it got to be me. Okay, it, I didn't need to wait. I didn't need to be a certain person. It was like, it gets to be me now. And so some of these people who are on there are making millions of dollars and in their first year. And it's like, these weren't the results that I was having. And I could have let myself be discouraged and go, but I'm not where they're at, or I'm not good enough. But instead I thought, why not me? This gets to be me. And so I decided to move like Carissa Lynn, who is a Dragon's Den winner. And so I did the steps of applying and I decided in that moment. So I decided I get to be her now. And then the third thing is that I did is, I went after it, even if I was going to fail. I decided I'm going to make this the biggest thing ever. When I applied, I announced it to the world. I put it on my Facebook. Like everybody has been doing this journey with me. I could have hit it. I could have waited until I'm at the very end. And like, I'm with the dragons. I've been like, guess what guys? I'm with the dragons. But that's not going on a journey with me. Like this isn't showing um, my community the the steps that need to be taken, I'm not taking them on a journey. It would be like, oh, I, I only waited to see if I was succeeding to then show you and take you on the journey. But instead I was like, I am willing to risk embarrassment. I am willing to risk that I fail so that I can show my community 
that we go after the things no matter what, even if we are going to quote unquote fail, obviously don't see it as a failure. Obviously this has been a huge opportunity, a huge learning um, opportunity. I mean, even to go in front of the producers and pitch, like we drove home and I said, I feel so confident now to go in front of the dragons because I did that. I overcame my fear. I used to hate speaking in public when I was younger. I would refuse to do speeches. And here I was standing in front of the dragons being like, Hi, dragons. I'm Crystal Lynn, owner of Crushed Aftercare, like, and, and doing it in this like energetic, dramatic way, bringing the energy. I would have never have guessed in a million years. And so I'm proud no matter what that I had this experience and that I grew from it. So there, there's never the failure. But my point is, is that I'm, I went after it no matter what, even if I don't make it to round three. And so when we made it to round two to the producer, to go in front of the producers, I announced it to the world, put it on our social media, email marketing, people are freaking out. We took them on the process. Everyone got to see the behind the scenes of me practicing my pitch and as being at CBC. And it was so exciting and it was so fun. And so for me, it's like, I've already won, but again, if, which isn't going to happen, but if we didn't go to the end, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm still proud of who I had to be and the moves I had to make. So there really is no failing, but regardless, I move. Okay. And then the fourth thing is, is, and I tapped on it a little bit before is this whole go big or go home, go big or go home. So with Dragon's Den, when I applied, it wasn't just a simple, here, I'll just do a video and throw it up. It was like with everything I did, I hired a, a former Dragon's Den uh, winner. I hired a marketing team and invested a lot of money, okay? Invested the time. We went balls to the walls here. <laughs> I was like, this is a huge, massive thing that will change our lives. So why am I going to show up? playing small. So I decided I was going to go big in all that I did. Okay. So re remember that like when you're manifesting and creating the thing that you want, what you're putting out is what you're going to get. So even in your business, if you are like kind of giving it a little bit, you're showing up here and there, there's a lot of doubt. You're like never seen, you're never really heard. You hold back on your authenticity and the way you want to lead and, and all the things you're going to get that back in return, right? So I believe that life is a mirror and I believe that we create our own reality. And so with this, it was like, I want the bigness. So I need to be the bigness. I need to make the big moves. And then the very last lesson from applying for Dragon's Den is this whole trust and surrender, okay? So when we want to manifest, it's like, we just have this certainty, right? We know this is ours. I've been visualizing it. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge visionary. Everything I've created to this day, I've always had the vision. I've held the vision. And so we can visualize it. And then we can be really like checking our phones and wondering, am I going to hear from them? What I did when I applied back in December is I just released it to God. I released it to universe. I released it to higher power. I was like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I had, there's, I actually said to Andrew when we were driving home, because, you know, those couple of questions that stumped us, we were like, oh no, what if we're not someone they're looking for, for TV? And I just said, it's in God's hands now. It is in God's hands. There's nothing we can do. We gave it our all. We can see it happening. We're holding the vision. We have the belief, but really the rest is upon God and whatever is meant to be will be. And it's always something bigger and better anyway in my world. And so even when we applied back in December, there was no checking my phone 24-7. There was no on edge about it. It was just like, 
release. I just release. I did my part. I took action, belief and certainty, went big with this, stepped into the next level of me, who's the Dragon's Den winner. And I just trusted. I'm trusting the process. I'm surrendering. This is exactly what I'm doing right now, right? I'm trusting. And I'm believing that this is ours. You know, the certainty, this conviction, that this is ours. And then I just surrender and I allow whatever's meant to be unfold. Okay. And then I always hold this vision. There's always the visualization happening. And so if you want to manifest these big, huge, massive things, the trust has to be there. You know, you do your part with the beliefs, with your thoughts, with your awareness, with your action, but also shifting your identity, right? This whole, what I'm talking about right now is like, I literally had to become Carissa who wins Dragon's Den, Carissa who works with these multi-billionaire millionaires, whatever they are, right? These huge entrepreneurs. I had to shift my ident identity into, into her. I am her. I get to be her. And then how would she think and how would she show up? How would she operate? Okay. I hope these lessons served you. Apply it to your own business. Um, before we jump off, the next program I'm doing, the next mastermind is called Brand Evolution. It's a program mastermind. And this really is about your identity shift. This is really about you shifting you, evolving, okay? Evolving within and without and evolving your brand because of it. And this is five weeks together for you to step into your higher self, for you to go big, for you to start operating in this identity of the highest dimension of you, of you who is creating the success that you desire and whatever that may be. And so right now it's on pre-sale for $555, or you can do five payments of 111. We're gonna leave it in the show notes and we're gonna be, Tapping into your brand voice, your brand authority, your expertise, your brand imprint, your brand aesthetics. We're going to be tapping into brand experience and who you are as a leader, right? The identity shift that will happen for you to evolve and up-level your brand, to start to magnetize, to be seen as an authority in your realm, and to have more clients than ever and customers coming back on repeat. So show notes or links in the show notes. Um, it is going to be a final of 1,555. So you're saving $1,000 today. I love you guys. Make sure to like and subscribe and share with your friends. See you in the next episode.